This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Hey, welcome back, Ken. Uh, I look forward to uh, all the conversations we always have. Uh, one of these days, we'll definitely dive into a little bit of hockey. But we're, you and I are in the middle of um, you know, building up activity uh, for our clients, and then of course, um, people that are looking for different opportunities because we're we're heading into here. We are in, at the end of July when we're recording this, and uh, we're heading in the renewal season. How's things over in your neck of the woods? Well, surprisingly, it's um, and thanks again for having me. I appreciate your time. Yeah. It's been busier than normal. Um, we, we've seen a lot of this has become usually a big time for vacations, and they're here. But we we do see, um, let's say the I don't say anxiety, but it, it definitely from our clients, we're, we're we're having more interaction now than we normally do. Seventy um, percent of our clients are renewing for a one one calendar year, and we've already started to begin getting questions of how's it looking or where we're going to be at and. You know, we have different segments of clients. So we have, let's say, in the small space that are still fully insured. And then we have our self-funded group, which is usually plus 50 um, employees. So it's definitely two different types of conversations. And we're saying the same thing. Uh, there's an uptick in um, conversations and people are looking for opportunities. I mean, on the fully insured, it's been average about 10%. Sometimes it can be up closer to 15%. So these employers are trying to look for some relief. And that's why some of these level funded uh, try to give a hybrid version of the self-funded programs uh, to give them a little bit of a taste of the appetite. And so the last time we had you on, you talked about this multi-year outlook and and, um, how's that conversation going today with Obviously, we're heading in the renewal season as we're talking to some of these employers that are looking for other options. How's that conversation going with them? That's a great transition into my, what I like to say, my ethos or, or my mission statement is, you know, simplifying the health healthcare or health insurance supply chain to create predictable renewals. And when you're in that fully insured space, it's very tough to create predictable renewals. The conversation is very different. Um, because you don't have the transparency of being in a self-insured space where you can see the utilization. And you, when you start to look at utilization, it, it happens in every group. You know, 90% of the claims are in the primary care. Um, simple things that, you know, we hope to manage that space in, let's say, almost um, remove, I don't say totally remove, but manage where our employees are using their health care. You know, and it's it may sound repetitive, but the old saying of you know, are they running into the ER? Let's get them to go to urgent care. Simple mm-hmm. things like that. But I, I, I'm going to go back. I don't know if we should do it right now, but uh, yeah. I will show you the case study that I love to use, and it's it's really helped in terms of predicting renewals. And I can I'm going to pull it up in a second, share it with you. So the long, the short answer is, how's the conversation? It's going great. And it's really been an eye opener for a lot of the groups that we work with because a lot, the majority of our clients are looking at it at a, uh, in the small space in a 12 month renewal cycle, like Mm -hmm. every, you know, coming down the line, how's my renewal look? Um, And as soon as we change, we can, we can start to predict it six months out. Predictability is obviously not in a headstrong, you're only going to get a 3% increase next year or a 5%. And uh, it's more of being fluid and 
have some element of predictability because you're getting a claims report. You could actually start predicting outcomes on uh, where we could direct employees to, maybe educate them. Hey, like you had mentioned, instead of the ER, well, let's go to the urgent care, right? You got to keep things moving in a direction so you kind of keep control. You don't get access to those and the information when you're on a fully insured platform. It's just not, they just won't provide it. Correct. And before we jump into moving, let's say funding mechanisms, let me just back up and just go fully insured. You're fully insured mm-hmm. right now. Well, what am I looking at? I'm looking, always looking at how we can cost control. And, and a lot of times I ask, let's say new prospective clients, I said, do you know what other fees you're paying for? And many times they don't. I say it could be as simple as asking like, what about your, your COBRA administration? Um, do you know how much it costs? What, what other, are you getting funds from the carrier to have a wellness initiative? Little things like that are things that you can focus in on the fully insured world. Um, I just moved a group into using one of our GAs, a, mm-hmm. a general agent. And the reason was, is for $10 a year, a month, so $120 a year, they're getting COBRA administration, they're getting onboarding and enrollment platform. And for a small group, all those numbers, those all add up. And those are all things. And I said, we're still going to stay fully insured. It's the right fit fit for you, um, but all those additional fees versus ten dollars a month, they, they said this is a no brainer. Um, so those are some things that we we like to cost control in terms of looking at a small group that's fully insured. When we transition, this group is twenty eight employees, and this is you know let's say low. I trended the fully insured in the in the bold orange, the darker orange of a 6.18%. And I did that by taking a 68 fully insured rates uh, have increased 68% over the last 11 years. So I just divided it and that's how I got the 6.18. And we both know that if we're in that fully insured space, we're getting higher rates than that. But this moves a client, this is 20 employees through the spectrum of self-insured. And what I like about this is, is the last year. If we were to just look at this year by year and we were to deliver a 14% increase, the client may look to leave us because they're only looking at that one year. But if I showed them this throughout the, the last five years, I mean, the, the savings is dramatic. Seven, almost a almost million dollars, when you look at it that way, it's $709,000. I mean, those, those are huge numbers. Um, so when they look at this and we delivered this, you know, we told them that the 14% renewal in, in year 2023 this year, was coming down the line because we had a bunch of big claims and we knew it was coming. And they said, you know what, we're, we're a hundred percent okay with this. So this is a, a, a very nice example of how changing a funding mechanism in a small group, 20 employees can deliver a huge financial impact to the company. I love uh, the way you put this together. We have groups that we, we have not put together um, a chart like this, uh, make it a visual, but every year they're like, can you shop that other plan again, just in case it's cheaper to go back? And I'm telling you, just like your chart here, that uh, every time we evaluate it, the fully insured is always higher. And so even though you're getting increases on the uh, self-funded or level-funded programs, you're still going to get increases no matter what. There's medical trends. You have employee aging on the on the plan. You're going to have an increase. And so, but it'll beat the trend that you're currently on if you just stay put just because either because you're married to a logo or because it's easier to stay versus the change. And so uh, having this laid out um, definitely gives people a visual and say, okay, in, in the in five year span, 
what am I looking at? And in this case, it's four, uh, yeah, five years. And so over the five year span, what am I looking at? Where am I starting? Where am I ending up? And and some of this could be hypothetical, depending on the size of the group and some other market trends. But this gives a really good visual on where you're going to be um, and and the outcome, right? And this was just one case study that year over year that you guys had. Exactly. And you know, I I have never had a client that I've moved to the self insured go back. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to. When I say back, I mean back to fully insured. And um, Mm-hmm. You know, I want to let's say pat myself on the back, and I think that's because of the communication with the if someone with financial skin in the game. You know, it's not just a conversation with human resource, um, and, and you know, talking respectfully about human resource, I don't think their role should be to have a financial pulse on health insurance. Um, I don't think they got into that to. to really manage the cost or, or realize that it's you know now it's one of the top line items on the business's uh, profit and loss. You know, it's it's uh, they got into it to say, all right, do we have a plan? Is it a comprehensive health plan? And do our employees understand it? Uh, so, you know, I think that falls on us as the advisors to make sure that we're addressing the right the right group. And, you know, mm-hmm. just speaking from an advisor that has, you know, competitors are always going to be calling on my clients. So I have to resell myself at every renewal meeting. You know, like I never forgot that. Someone told me that way back when. It's like just because you're, you're a client today, you, you have to resell the message that you, that the reason why they started working with you in the first place. Um, because mm-hmm. if it's left untouched, you know, someone's going to walk through their door like I did to, to other people way back when and, and show them something new. And maybe it's a new shiny object or maybe it's something that's real and it's going to have a dramatic impact on their, on their health insurance cost and the, the design of the plans. I think I kind of I think I'm speaking to myself at the same time, reminding myself <laughs> of the remo- renewal meetings I have coming up to say. Oh you know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, so, no, this is all all good stuff, right? Right. We're trying to put people in a in a better spot and control healthcare. It is the top three items on an expense list, and it goes back to I use analogy of buying a car, right? And so, and that CFO needs to get involved because. If if there was a, a 10% a year increase on paper supplies, they'd be all over it, right? They're going to say, okay, wh- wh- what are our options? Are we going to switch suppliers? Are we, what are we wasting paper on? Like they're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and if we bought a car, right? And, um, and, and regardless of how much we spend on it, right? It could be, um, you know, to 30,000 hours. We're going to know every button on there, right? But the CFO needs to put a little skin in the game and um, say, okay, all right, well, we're getting... 10, 15% increases on these fully insured platforms. And like, what, what, what are we getting for it? And what, where can we get control our costs? Well, the problem is you can't get a report from that. Um, so we have to switch to a plan that allows it. So I, then I, then I say, we got to get you out of the affordable care act plans as soon as possible, get out of the fully insured. You'll have more control going forward and um, be more predictable um, as years go on. So, so I just, yeah, I 100%, I stopped shop sharing that. And, and I think one of the, I know we're jumping from back and forth, yeah. fully insured yeah. to self-insured, but going back, mm-hmm. I don't think that m- most of our clients or mo- most of the employers out there that are fully insured understand what's going under the hood, going on under the hood, meaning that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, the insurance they're paying for, it's paying providers three to six times a fair rate of reimbursement. And I just recently put a, a LinkedIn post just on, you know, I was looking at um, claims utilization of someone that was in the hospital and they, and they were in the hospital for like 14 days 
but they're getting charged for what they called a mucus recovery system, which was a box of tissue. You know, it, it cost a dollar ninety nine, let's say two bucks if you walk in the store and buy it. They're getting charged eight dollars per box. I don't know how many boxes they use, but we added it up over fifteen days or fourteen days. It was something like six hundred dollars for tissue. You know, it, it's absolutely absurd. You don't see that when you're fully insured. You have no idea. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that's an extreme example. Um, but when we start to talk about bigger things, um, when we talk about, let's say, you, you, you did the reference to a car, um, we know exactly what we're buying when we get, well, get the car or, or why, you know, like, why are we paying more for, a, a, let's say, a Camry, a Toyota Camry mm-hmm. compared to, let's say, a, a Porsche? We know there's big differences and we're okay with it. With health insurance, we don't have the option to see why we're paying more when we're fully insured. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think yeah. it's uh, the, the business itself has created that problem. Is there's no one to blame. Um, you, you flip it and you put yourself on the carrier side, and you're running that business. Hey, you're increasing your incre- your increases are great. Your business is running well. Why change it? I don't think there's anyone to blame but the industry itself. For sure, we we I always say we taught ourselves how to one sell the products in the marketplace, and then we taught our clients how to buy it. And now we're trying to unwind it, right? And when we're talking about generations of how to purchase health insurance, and now we're into this gamut of um, trying to tell them, hold, hold on here, like we didn't, we didn't show, we didn't do our job by showing you the, all the things that you should have known. And now we're going to do it for you, but you have to listen up because uh, it's a little bit different than what you're used to over the years that you've had the the health plan. And it doesn't matter. And, and, I know we keep getting, like you said, we're going back and forth, fully insured and um, self-funded. You might be amazed where some of these larger companies are still fully insured, right? Or they move to an ASO model, which is administrative services only, right? Um, and um, they're still administered by a bit one of the bigger companies, right? There's, there's other parties that will probably cost less or have more innovative ideas or less rules or restrictions so you can get ahead, right? Maybe offer more benefits to your employees or or just control the cost going forward. So that, that's, you know, just to talk about what we did. I mean, I always look back and kind of laugh at what I did 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't know any better. I, don't, I think a lot of us didn't know any better. Um, and, and that was just to go out to market and to spreadsheet our options and say, here's your best choice or, or, or where do you want to be or do you, which care do you want and let, and let them choose. I thought it was definitely easier because I, we really didn't have to do too much work other than market and, you know, soft sell almost it just, just mm-hmm. create relationships. Now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, I just, I just did this for, this is a larger group. This is 500 plus lives. And I just hopefully I don't want to curse myself, but you know, we're at the beginning stages here. And I said to them, I said, do you know that you're vertically integrated on your pharmacy management? And, you know, and they gave me the deer and headlights look, what do you mean? I said, well, you're with Anthem, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield and Ingenio, which is part of Anthem is monitoring your pharmacy. I said, what is their incentive to reduce your pharmacy costs? It's the, their own company is monitoring what they spend. I said to them, I said, why don't you let me take one look at your pharmacy and, and see what your renewal is like? And, and they actually didn't do a bad job. They showed that they were going to reduce their pharmacy costs by $600,000. When we looked at it, we came back with $1.2 million of savings. Now, we're not, we're not redesigning their formula. We're not, you know, these are my partners that are, are helping me without helping me reduce pharmacy costs. And, and, and pharmacy is number one driver in large group in terms of profit, right? Making hand over fist on, 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 
on pharmacy costs. So mm-hmm. it, it's just, um, it's very eye-opening. It's eye-opening to them. It's, it's eye-opening to us. I think as advisors, the, the old saying is the black box, right? It's the pharmacy black box you can't see in, in it. And, and really to open it up and really start to look and, and identify where you're overspending, where the rebates are going. So some of the carriers, let's say, in the, the pharmacy benefit managers, they're getting these rebates and they're not going to the employer. They're going back in their own pocket. We like to have the model of 100% pass-through, taking the, the manufacturer rebate and getting it back to the client and letting them use the money. And it's, it's a major reduction in, the, in their pharmacy spend. And pharmacy spend can can take up about 30% of the total spend. So a million dollars mm-hmm. spend, $300,000 of that is pharmacy. So if you can chop that down, I mean, there you go. There's your savings. And sure. it's very, very, very little disruption to the employee. Um, employee still sees the same thing. Listen up. Butch wants to give you your own elite benefits playbook. And it's absolutely free. From business strategy to benefit strategy. Every step from the start through implementation, account setup, and open enrollment. Working through service requests and the process of renewals. A valuable look at your company, your insurance options, and how to make the process easier on you. Go now to EliteBenefits.net slash playbook and get your free Elite Benefits playbook or give Butch a call today, 708-535-3006. Some people are like, well, I don't have any reason to shop around or look at it. I just, it was never presented that way. The part of it is because we're in a lazy industry, right? So the uh, advisors or insurance agents that are working some of these accounts, they want the easiest renewal process possible. So to go in there with new ideas, that means they have to learn something. That means they have to put together different formats. They have to explain it. They have to educate their prospect or, or current clients and say, hey, this is a different way of doing something. I want you to take a look at it. And and then obviously build out a multi-year um, strategy, right? And so, uh, and some things don't work. I always, uh, the other part of the multi-year strategy, right? Because some people are like, well, this won't work all at once. It may not work all at once. So what we need to do is take pieces of the pie. Maybe we can't move everything all at once. So we do one thing at a time and piece here and a piece there. And then we look back five years, right? And eventually we we start winning um, the game in full force, right? Um, we only do small wins along the way. And, and so that's an advantage of maybe leaving the current legacy broker uh, that's maybe not be able in a position to do anything and then start moving pieces over to a newer agent that's able to save money and get you guys ahead. I think you hit it on the head right there. By, by, by letting the, the client or prospective client know that, you know what, here's five options. We're, we're not going to implement all this in one year. You know, we're slowly going to start to change things. And I think number one is changing funding mechanism if we're going from fully insured to self-insured or even level funded. You know, I used to be a big proponent of level funded and I'm not so much now. I, I almost like to say it's like that old saying of just rip the bandaid off, you know, don't pull it off slowly. <laughs> Let's just get all the way into self-insured. And, and, and if, you know, the number one reason is that they don't want to do it or they're apprehensive. It's usually a lack of education. And, you know, I take 100%, let's say, blame. I said, I think it should fall on me or us for not communicating it or not fully educating them. And Mm -hmm. to do that, we have to jump away from touching base 90 days before renewal. You know, we really Mm got to start to have to communicate that message six months out and say, this Mm -hmm. is what we're thinking about doing, you know, and I want you to start to get your grab, put your head around it now. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you start to talk about it 90 days out, 
their business is going on. There's so many moving parts. And then all of a sudden it gets closer and closer. You got to make a decision. And what do they do? They revert back to what's easy. Let's just take the renewal, yep. negotiate it. Um, yep. Give us what you can yep. do. Yeah. And, and I, and I think there's a lot of people that may be listening to this just to uh, recap. Some of it is that they're on a level funded. Now I, I always thought um, in my mind is level funded is, is could be a stepping stone, right? Some people are a little hesitant, but they want to get access to some things. Uh, but I think larger groups that you're referring to 500 plus employees, they need to make the jump because they have more control. Um, they need access to certain things in order to make things work. And, and by dismantling some of the parts, you're able to piece it back together to some ways customize, but control those costs going back together. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm totally, let's say, saying level is not the way. I still think level yep. funded is better than being fully insured. I, I'm just, I'm really focused on, on, on you know, 50 plus employees is my, is my major target. I mean, I, I love to live around 150. I mean, I usually found I get the best communication with the employer in that space. I really get away from the whole RFP process every three years or, you know, as soon as you go larger, there's so many more. There may be a board or there, you know, all these who knows somebody in the board and you're in this position of all the work that I've done for the last few years may be pushed right out the door because of a relationship that I don't have, let's say control, or I don't have an influence in. So that that's why I truly love that mid market space. I feel like I can get a CFO. I can get a, an owner in a meeting with an HR person and really communicate back and forth. Um, I did, I just want to backtrack real quick. I just want to show you, this is a this is a case study of a pharmacy group. This is a large group, nine hundred and forty seven. But this is something I did two years back. So this is a this is what I was referring to. What is it? Nine nine forty seven. Nine hundred forty seven employees are insured. They're with Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shields for both their medical and pharmacy. So it's bundled together. What we call is vertical integration, right? It's a fancy name for the fox watching the hen house, right? And so this is where they came back on their initial RX renewal offer. It was a 13% savings. You know, employer says, all right, that's, that's great. That's $669,000. That's, that's pretty, pretty nice. So mm-hmm. what I did was, is we went back and looked at it uh, with the right partners and we got them a 20, almost 23% savings, which equaled $1.14 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was an eye opener for them. It was the reason why I won the business. And, you know, it, it's, it's just, it truly shows in multiple levels. Again, you know, we're, we're jumping from small group way to a large, large group. Yeah. But, but this, this is, you want to talk about real numbers? Is $1 million a real number that's going to really impact their business? Of course it is, 100%. So I think there's so much of that going on in, inside a self-insured group where they think they're doing the right thing. They may say that, hey, we've done a pharmacy contract review. I said, well, who'd you do it with? Yeah. You did it with, with the person that there's no incentive for them to reduce the cost. Um, there's another one that this is a, what was this? This is, um, again, these are, I've been at relation for a year and, and uh, a few months. This is what I did prior to being here. This is a group down in New Jersey, 400 lives. And we could just go right down to the bottom, but I'll summarize the top. We were doing traditional cost shifting, right? Every year, changing plan designs pushing the high deductible plans. These employees, you know, it's a manufacturing group. They're making, let's say, medium income, probably around $75,000, $100,000 in that space. Um, maybe that's on the higher side. But pushing a high deductible plan 
all it was doing was discouraging the employees for using their health care because they didn't want to pay out of pocket. So finally, we got to the point where we needed to do something to change this because we just couldn't take the constant renewal. And we just all we did was change them from fully insured to self-insured. I mean, I promised them, I think the initial was up here, 15 percent. Now, I'll say I'll say I promised them. Um, I said the initial analysis was 15 percent. When we finally did it, we had a, a better uh, we had a total reduction of 25 percent. So they went from spending three point eight million dollars to two point eight. Cost reduction just under a million, 25%. And what we did with that is instead of just the employer taking the savings is we changed plan designs away from high deductible plans back to co-pay a traditional plan. We still had the high deductible plan as an option, but it wasn't $5,000 out of pocket. It was 2000. You know, it was something that was manageable. So can this be done with the right group? Yes, it can. And it falls back on us, the advisor. We need to communicate, we need to educate, and not just our HR person. We need to educate the CFOs, the, the owners of the company, the people that have financial skin in the game. Definitely uh, good information to leave a note on. Uh, this is great uh, as we're getting into, or uh, we have been in the renewal. Like you said, uh, you know they should be looking at six months out, which is right where we're at now. So a lot of the early adapters, if you want to call it that, for the renewal are starting right now, and then it's just going to pick up steam. All good stuff. So on this podcast, we'll have Ken's contact information. Uh, any Anybody that wants to reach out, I'll have mine too on Boj Zimar. And so we'll do more of these as we move through the renewal process for our clients and as well as um, those other employers that are looking for other options. So that way uh, you have a reference point. And then, of course, if you need guidance or help with it, uh, I appreciate your time, Ken. Thank you. Appreciate it.